Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Years ago, I remember hearing a story about two famous entertainers. Each was asked how they feel or how they felt right before they walked on stage to perform. One of them said they get this rush of excitement in those preceding moments. The other one said that they were really anxious right before they took those few steps into the spotlight. What was the difference between these two people? Why did they have such polar opposite emotions when they were seasoned performers walking into the same situation? Well, we're going to get into the reason for that today in today's episode. Recently, I was working with a woman in her 30s who was struggling with something. I don't want to give that away. I'm holding her confidence, but she was struggling specifically uh, around something and anxiety popped up. And she mentioned that she felt overwhelmed and nervous about upcoming events. When I asked her why she felt nervous, she said, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know. And I like to know what's about to happen. And when I don't, I feel nervous. I'm scared. I asked her if there was another way to look at the situation she was in. She drew a blank. She said that she didn't know of any other way since she was so used to feeling nervous and she'd felt blocked. I mentioned to her that being nervous, feeling anxiety, just like any other feeling, is a conscious choice, and oftentimes it's a habit, and that habits can be changed. She looked really confused, which is a really good thing in my work for me as a therapist, because whenever a client is confused, then a door is open for me to help them reframe their thinking. So I said to her, you know, I wish somebody had taught me what I'm about to teach you when I was younger. It would have saved me years of heartache and helplessness. So I began to explain that we all have choices in every part of our lives and in every moment of our lives. Most importantly, we could pick and choose how we feel, how we perceive things, how we choose to interpret things. And of course, we have choice when it comes to how we respond to things. She was listening intently at this point. I could tell that she was making room in her brain. Intellectually, she understood this concept about choices. She, I know, I know, she said. She knew it in her head because her, her, she was shaking her head yes. But transferring that knowledge into her beingness was another thing. And that was our work. That was our work to do that day. So I continued to share, as I often do. I told her the story that I just told you about the two entertainers at the beginning of this episode, and I asked her what she thought the difference was between these two people. At first, she said, I don't know, and I pressed her to abandon that default answer. I hear that a lot. I don't know. I said, tell me what comes to you when you think about what the difference is between these two people. I was unwilling to accept I don't know anymore. She paused and said, well, I guess one felt more confident than the other. I said, perhaps, but 
can I offer you a different perspective? That's a key for me when I work with people, because when they say yes, it means they're willing to consider something different. She said yes, right? Another door opens for possibility here because the client is ready to suspend her current level of thinking and open up to a new way of thinking, the reframe. The difference between these two people, I said, is that the one that felt excitement right before they took the stage considered what they were about to do as something fun and challenging. And the other person, the one who felt anxious, not looking forward to what was going on, looking at the situation as stressful, but also a challenge, but in a different way, a way that caused them discomfort. I said, is this making sense to you now? And she began to shake her head yes, while she continued to listen intently. I said, nothing is a problem in life unless you make it a problem. Nothing can worry you unless you make yourself worry. Nothing can make you sad unless you choose to be sad. Nothing is a problem unless you make it that way. And she sat back in her chair, and it was as if a light bulb went off in her head. I asked her, I said, what are you thinking about? And she said, wow, I, I never thought about it that way. I am choosing to make it a problem when I could step back and see it differently. I can see that it's a choice. Right, I said. And I told her, look, it's normal to have anxiety and worry. We humans do. But really, worry is only good when you're at risk for harm. That's the purpose of anxiety. It's to warn us. Anxiety is only really necessary at those times that we are at risk for harm. But to allow yourself to worry about the future, that's a choice. That is wasted energy. Nothing is ever a problem unless you make it a problem. That means that the minute you begin to live in the future, you're not living in the present. You forget that you only have control over this moment, that you are only in charge of this moment, the one you're in right now. That's all you have. And where you are in this moment right now is where you can take action to alleviate any anxiety by taking action either through literal action, like moving your body, taking care of a task, going to do something, or taking action to reality test whether or not what you believe in the moment that makes you feel incapable or inadequate or scared is absolutely true. Or if the limiting belief you have in this moment is serving you, you get to question your mind. You get to choose. You get to choose if what's going on with you now is a problem. You see, if you decide not to see something as a problem, then you're completely open to finding a resolution to it. Almost all of the challenges that we go through are resolvable, either through finding a way to eliminate it or through our own understanding of it and then using it to fuel our progress. Everything contributes to everything. So in truth, we make things problems. We assign the value, that value of problem, in quotes, the things that cause us to feel challenged. I remember months ago, I, I uh, talked about this concept, it's hard I mean, it's, it's new. It's not hard. It's new. It's the same thing. We make things problems that really aren't because we decide they are.
Choice is everywhere. Choice is all the time. We have choices, even if we feel that there are only two choices, which, by the way, is called a bind. That bind we can't get out of. We lock ourselves in. There's always a third or fourth choice or fifth or sixth choice. And maybe one of those additional choices is to seek out help from somebody to brainstorm additional choices. If you stay in your mind, you will be in a bind. Ooh, that's the first time I've ever said that. So whatever you're going through, wherever you feel stuck, wherever and whenever you have that uh-oh feeling, know that you need to take a few deep breaths, however many you need to take, and ask yourself, what are my options right now? How do I solve this? Am I believing something about this that is limiting my ability to resolve it? If so, what is that belief? And is it 100% ultimately, ultimately true for me or about me? If it's not, which likely it is not, then take some time to write down some options, choices uh, about how you can resolve a situation or brainstorm with somebody else. There's always a way out. There's always people who can help you, even strangers to whom you can reach out for guidance. And of course, you can always ask the universe for guidance and then lean back and receive your answers through hunches, nudges, and inspired actions. So, sweetie, please don't make things problems. Don't make them into problems. Make them into exciting challenges that you're finding resolution for. If you do this, I promise you'll never feel in incapable, resourceless, or debilitated by what happens to you. You'll look at it and say, okay, this is an opportunity for me to be creative. This is an opportunity meant for me. Nothing is ever a problem unless you make it a problem. Got it? I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.